Welcome to Choice Classic Radio, where we bring to you the greatest old-time radio shows. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and thank you for donating at choiceclassicradio.com. The Mummers in the Little Theater of the Air. can't go on. Listen, Taylor, we keep going. We're bound to strike civilization before long. Don't be such a devil, Dan. I gotta rest. All right. For a few minutes, then. Desert. Desert. I hate it. Walking for hours. Sun beating down. Uh, stop it, Taylor. You can't go on that way. If you do, you'll go local. Come on. Let me have a drink of water. Uh, we should wait till the sun goes down. Do us more good, then. You are the devil, holding out on water. My tongue's like a bale of cotton. All right. You think I'm a devil, hold out and out? There isn't any more water. No more water? I drained the last one we took that drink four or five hours ago. I don't believe it. Let me have a bottle. Here. No water. No more water. No more water. Now, listen. Don't do no good to get panicky. Only make your thirst worse. Crying out like that. Just another day would bring us into a settlement. Lost. Our bones will bleach white here on the desert. Sit back and rest. It's getting cooler now. Dan, Look. Look over there, atop that rise of sand. I'm looking. Do you see her standing there? I see the dead stump of a tree. So do you. I see her. A beautiful woman. The breeze blow on her dress. So cool-like. And Dan, she's waving to us, beckoning us to come on. Taylor, where are you going? Come back here. Wait! I'm coming! I see you! <coughs> Don't go away! I'll get up! Just weep, that's all! Wait! Follow me! I 
take you to our cabin. Cabin? Water. There's a well near the cabin. Follow me. Dan, she's real. She's telling us to follow her. Dan, hurry. Follow me. Follow me to the cabin. All the water that you wanted, Dan. Follow me. Dan. Dan. Taylor. Taylor, you've got to get a hold of yourself. I talked to her. There was a woman here. It was no dead tree. She said to follow her. That way. East, she said, to the cabin and water. Dan, you got to believe. you got to try it. Help me up, Dan. Uh, Taylor, you're seeing things. No, you got to try she was here, and she said to follow her. I can't believe you saw anyone. It's worth trying, isn't it, Dan? I talked to her. She said to walk this way. Come on. Uh, it's getting too dark to see, Taylor. We ought to... Oh, you're going to try. Well... Come on. Where's the woman now? She went ahead. I saw her move this way. Hello? Hello? See? No one answers. You didn't see any woman. We've got to keep walking this way, Dan. Oh, it's crazy. Cabin. Water. The woman said this way. There wasn't any woman. You've gone off your nut, Taylor. You don't stop this crazy stuff. I'm going to leave here in the morning. Strike out for myself. Look. Look. Do you see? Why, all that's good. A light. I told you. Cabin. Water, just as a woman said. You must have seen a woman, Taylor. I didn't believe. Come on, Dan, hurry. We've struck real luck. Luck and water. Hello? Hello? We're coming. Hello? No one answers. It ain't a light in a cabin, Taylor. It's a star we see. No. It ain't no star. It's a light in a cabin too big for a star. It is pretty big, Taylor. You're right. I can see the shack now. Sure. Come on. The cabin door is open. They've heard us. The woman is waiting for us. Hooray. Water. Water. Uh, take it easy, partner. Don't drink too fast or too much at first. That's enough, Taylor, for now. Where's your outfit, Stanley? Lost it three days ago. You ain't packing any guns? No, we haven't any. Then you're welcome to stay the night. It was mighty nice of your wife to tell us we were welcome here. What's that, Stanley? Your wife, or the woman that told us to follow her here to the cabin and water. I don't savvy what you mean. Uh, funny thing. I could drink forever. But it don't seem to quench my thirst. Let me take the cup now. Both of you better take it easy. Like you said, too much ain't good all of a sudden. Strangers, what are you doing here in the desert? A storm overtook us four or five days ago. We didn't even have time to unpack the animals. And when the storm was over, horses, outfit, everything gone. I see. What was this about you seeing a woman who directed you here to my cabin? Uh, Taylor here. He thought he saw a woman waving to him. A woman who said there was a cabin and a well of water near. But I figured all the time he was seeing things. Sort of a reflected image on the desert sands. Yeah. Folks drifting into insanity are always seeing things on the desert. Sure. I know it. 
Now, how far away from the nearest settlement? This settlement is about 35 miles due east of here. Not as far as I thought. We can start out in the morning. Sure. I'll give you directions. Fine, partner. Fine. You live here all alone? Yep. My name is Fred Holker. Well, uh, glad to meet you. I'm Dan Torrance. My partner, Taylor Wiley. You're welcome for my night. I'll rustle up some grub. And after eating, I'll tell you a desert story that'll put you a seeing a woman on the desert in the small class as stories go. Yes. I'll tell you a real desert story, if you wouldn't listen. This story will tell you what horrible things a desert can do to folks. It was about three years ago that me and my partner got together all our possessions. We sold them for all the profit we could get. Then bought stuff to start out on a prospecting trip. For a while, we didn't strike enough gold to make expenses. Then one morning, Ab and me made a walloping strike and hightailed it to town with our samples. Shooting about, huh? Me and I just come from the assaying office, that's what. Go on, what's the news? We stuck it, boys. We stuck it rich. Do you hear that? Paul Croft and I have struck it. I'll say we stuck it. No more grubbing for us. We're in the money, boys. We're in. Yep, we was rich. The first thing I did was to send back to the settlement for my girl to come out to me. Ab helped me get ready for her. We built this here cabin. Of course, it's no mansion, but it's a sight better than most desert shanties. Well, Lila came out, and we was married in Altoro, and then came back here to the cabin. Lila, she brought things along to pretty up the place. Curtains and such. We was real happy Ab, Lila, and me. And the gold was still coming in. Night times, Lila and me would make plans as to how we were going to the big cities and... and live like king and queen. Then one morning, I... I comes into the cabin. Lila was sitting in that chair where you are sitting now, stranger. And Ab was standing there by the table... I could sense right away that something was up. I says, supper on, Lila? No. Time for grub, ain't it? Maybe so. Go on, Lila. Tell him. Tell me what? Lila don't want to stay here with you anymore, Fred. I reckon Lila's able to talk for herself, Ab. What's this Ab is telling me, Lila? Ab's got it right, Fred. I hate it out here. And you won't give up and say we got enough to move on. Well, now... Let me do the talking. I can't stand it here in the desert. Not any longer. I'll go crazy if I have to be here another day. But I thought... Go on, tell him all of it, Lila. It ain't only the desert you don't like. It's him. Lila's in love with me. Is this true? Lila, tell me. Is it the truth what I've seen? Yes. 
Where have you, desert rat? I'll break every bone in your body. I'll take it easy. You won't touch me so long as I got the draw on you. Fight like a man, you yellow lidge cook. Put down that gun and fight like a man. Yes, don't listen to him. Don't you lay a hand on Abfed. I ain't afraid to fight him. There's my gun on the table. Now come on ahead. Still fight this rat with one arm. Did you? No, Fred. No, no. No, no. I give up. No. Ab. speak to me. You killed him. You killed Ab. You. You can't kill a skunk like him. He's not breathing. Look. His head's all smashed from hitting the table. Ab, speak to me. Let me see him. Dead, dead. You killed him, man, Fred Holcroft. Ab, You're to blame for this, Lily. You're to blame for it all. A no good woman. You tried to kill me. For all your sins, you pay. You'll start peeing right now. Did I tell the sheriff about you being a murderer? You ain't going to tell the sheriff and nobody else what's happened in this cabin. You're going to do just what I tell you to do. And no more. tell you before the night is done. <laughs> and now, the hermit again. Fred Holcroft continues to narrate his strange desert story to the two men who were led to his cabin by a woman. Listen. <laughs> What do you mean, we? Lila and me. The woman who had betrayed me. I made her handle the shovel. I can remember as well as if it were today. She was sobbing and carrying on. But I kept her shoveling. Keep shoveling. Cover up the man you love. Make him a good deep grave. Don't look to me for mercy. 
Keep digging. Uh, don't let Rick let you have no mercy for me. I hope he can still feel things while he's there in the sand. Yeah. I hope the sand chokes him. Burns out his eyes. Get up on your feet. He's buried deep enough now. And you listen to what I'm telling you. If anybody comes this way, we don't know what happened to Abby. You hear? We don't know nothing. I can tell by the look in your eyes that you figure I was mighty cruel to Lila. But you got to remember, she had played me dirt. And what's more, she had tried to murder me to save that skunk of a man. I couldn't forget that. I didn't forget it. Every hour, I made her suffer for her sins. I made her work the mine with me. Made her stand out in the blinding storms, in the heat of the sun, till her skin was burned black and her eyes all puffed and faded out. Till her beauty was gone forever. Well, as for me, I was sorting away the gold. Burying it right underneath his cabin floor. Fighting my time. And waiting till I had enough gold to buy whatever I wanted from this life. Then, Lila, she took down with a fever. One night when the moon was riding high. And the sky bright as daylight on the desert sands. She got up from her bed. I tried to stop her. Don't touch me. I'm going away. You're sick, Lila. You can't leave the cabin. I'm going to Ab. To Ab, is it? Ain't you suffering enough for your sins? You still got to mention his name? Let go of me, Fred. I gotta find Ab. Go then. And never come back to this cabin. Never come back. <laughs> I stood at the door of this cabin watching her stagger away in the moonlight night. I never searched for her body. Her bones are bleached white by now from the sun. As for me, well, I always figured on moving on. But the sun and the desert, the scorching sands and the wild winds blowing, all of it so they got into my blood. And I've stayed on here, hoarding my gold. But one of these days, I'll be pulling out for the city and the lights and music. All the rich things money can buy. I don't understand it. Why are you telling all this to us, two strangers? How do you know we won't report you as a murderer? I don't likely know why I'm talking. Unless it's that the loneliness in the desert has got me. You let the woman wander off into the desert to die? I told you just as it happened. Don't you understand, stranger? That woman didn't die. It was her we saw tonight. Her that beckoned us into this cabin. She never died at all. Taylor, you never saw any woman. You saw the dead stump of a tree. 
You thought it was someone moving. She talked to me, I tell you. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Don't you know? It's her. Look. Look out the window. Lila. That's the woman who beckoned to Dan and me. She's standing out there at the window. No. She died, I told you. I never died, Fred. Never died. I've come for you. Don't let her in this cabin. Look. She walked right through the door. It can't be her. Look closely, Fred. I've come to finish up what I should have done years ago. Stop her. Don't let her do that again. I've got it now, Fred. This time I'll do more than wing you. She got me. Grab him, Taylor. Look at the blood. Help me. I'm dying. He's done for. And the woman. She's disappeared through that door just like she came in. She's gone. And you and I, Taylor, we're going to be accused of this murder. We're telling the story straight, mister. You've got to go out there and get his body. And you got to believe it, just as we told you. The woman killed him and vanished. We're not guilty. Sit down, stranger. Take it easy. What did you say the old guy's name was? Fred Holcroft, he told us. Old Fred, eh? Who struck it rich or thought he did? That's him. He's lying there in the cabin now with a bullet through his heart. (laughs) I guess you two were really touched by the sun. You got to go out to the cabin with us and see for yourself. Listen, stranger. You ain't going to get anybody in Autora to go out to that desert shack to look for the body of Fred Holcroft. What do you mean? We mean there ain't no sense in looking for the body of him that's been dead for 20 years. I don't get it. Fred Holcroft's been dead for 19 or 20 years. I went out there at the time, recollected well. I was in the party that went out there, too. Sure. Found his body and that of his wife's, both stretched out on the floor of the cabin. Died of the fever, I reckon. Why, there ain't any cabin out there anymore. Blowed away long ago by the wind. Yes, sirree. You two have really been seeing things. But you ain't the first ones that have come out of the desert telling about seeing a woman standing out there in the sands, uh, beckoning them to the cabin in a water hole. Just a few months ago, a guy comes in here babbling about a woman who led him to a water hole. But ain't none of them ever been so touched before that they saw the old man or the cabin. Or... Had a vision of a murder. Did anyone ever find old Holcroft's gold? Nope, nor his partner neither. Some folks reckoned he left Fred and his wife there to die and took the gold for himself. Listen then, it may be we saw a vision, but you come out there with us to the spot where the cabin did stand. Maybe we can prove to you that the story we heard last night was true. Here's where we stopped. But you can see there ain't any cabin. You said the gold was buried underneath the cabin floor. That would be about here. All right, for the heck of it, let's start digging. Come on. Gold. By cracky gold. Just as we told you. Just as he told it to us. Visions, huh? Visions on a desert. But it was more than our being touched by the sun. We saw spirits of the dead. We saw them and heard them. And we've found the gold that brought about evil and murder. 
<laughs> a reflected image of the desert. And yet it was not of the mind alone, but rather a ghostly vision of the past. Spirits that could not rest in their graves of sand. Ghostly visions returning to earth to walk the desert on moonlight nights. To speak to the living. To relate over and over the stories of their sin and murder. Yes. Turn on your lights. Turn them on. <laughs> I'll be back. Pleasant dreams. <laughs> Characters, places, and occurrences mentioned in the Hermit's Cave are fictitious, and similarity to persons, places, or occurrences is purely accidental. 